Can I ask you a question? Have you ever had someone ask you who you are before? Hey, and welcome to the Quick Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Ash. Let's get things started with one of my favorite songs, Top of the World by Patty Griffin. I wished I was smarter. I wished I was stronger. I wish I loved Jesus the way my wife does. I wished it had been easier instead of any longer. I wish I could have stood where you would have been proud. That won't happen now. That won't happen now. I don't have to answer any of your questions. I don't have no God to teach me no lessons. I come home in the evening, sit in my chair. One night they called me for supper, but I never got up. I stayed right there in my chair. There's a whole lot of singing that's never gonna be heard. Disappearing every day without so much as a word somehow. I think I broke the wings off that little songbird. Now she's never gonna fly to the top of the world somehow. To the top of the world. Hey, and welcome to the Quick Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Ash, and I'm coming to you from the top of the world. I'm a native New Yorker teacher, traveler, writer, and sometimes country singer. And here on the Quick Cues pod, we will explore music, memory, and meaning in the hopes of discovering who we are. All you'll need with you for the journey are what we carry with us every day, but seldom take the time to reflect on. Words. This podcast means a lot to me. I'm recording this first episode in the last week of my 20s. I turned 30 this Sunday, and for the past decade, I have felt like my heart is a songbird with broken wings. While in the last 10 years, I've graduated college and started an amazing career teaching math, history, and science to immigrant students learning English in New York City, gotten a master's degree in bilingual education, and visited 55 countries around the world. For the first time in my life right now, I feel like I'm finally meeting myself. This podcast is my attempt at flying to the top of the world. I hope you'll come along. My first guest has been in my life since the very first moment, my grandma Joni. Born in 1940 on East 6th Street on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, she has a lovely perspective on life and the world. She taught me how to tie my shoes, how to get up when I fall, and every September she took me to CVS to pick out a brand new lunchbox for school. I'll never forget one year I got this briefcase style lunchbox 
and the buckle was like a soccer ball, and it was so cool. I trust her as a witness to the beauty and pain and love of this life. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. In an elegant way, you know, she does it. So she cracks it with one hand, and it's very elegant, right? Yeah. Doesn't need to smack it against the bowl. It's very Martha Stewart, right? So yesterday, you know, I'm being like a slob and I ordered a salad of a chicken to my bed because I didn't want to leave. It was so cold. So I'm eating my salad and, you know, I'm kind of being a slob because I'm like eating the salad out of the bowl on my chest and I'm lying in bed. But I go and I go to get the balsamic vinaigrette, which is in the little container next to the salad. And I just thought it was funny because I was holding my phone with one hand. So I reached in to the balsamic with only one hand. And then, you know, it's that circular container with the circular plastic top. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. So what do I do? I, with just one hand, I managed to undo the top and then hold it right over the salad so that the salad falls right through the little crack in between the, in the container and the top. And I felt like Martha Stewart. It was so elegant. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, but, you know what? If you did it again... You may not get be lucky. You may spill everything. I know that's why, but you get what I mean. I felt like Martha Stewart in that moment. Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, oh, look, I was able to do that. Yeah. But then listen to this. This shows you that I'm really not Martha Stewart. So five minutes later, I go to the ice cream, the frozen yogurt, which I ordered alongside the salad. So. Um, when you order the ice cream, it doesn't put, I ordered almonds, blueberries, and chocolate chips to put on top. Well, when you order it to the house, they don't put it on for you. They put them in little containers for you, the little chocolate chips, the you know, the almonds, everything. So there I am still in bed, and now I'm surrounded by, you know, my salad bowl. It's empty. I finished my salad, and now I'm putting my toppings on my frozen yogurt. And I'm surrounded by all these little containers because it has the almonds, the blueberries, and the chocolate. And I'm just pouring them on. I'm like hungry. I'm being a slob, just pouring them on. Well, guess what? One of the little containers that I pour on my frozen yogurt is the balsamic. So I go from being Mrs. Martha Stewart, refined and elegant, to now I'm eating frozen yogurt with balsamic. Did you enjoy it? You know, I have to say, it's not bad. Right. Because the frozen yogurt, I don't know if you were, like, do you know that taste of frozen yogurt? It's not exactly vanilla. It's more fruit tart. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the reason why frozen yogurt is less calories is because it's not really vanilla bean. It's like that fruit, you know, white. It's like white, but it's that fruit tart. So, I mean, a fruit tart, very cold, you know, a burst of cold mixed with a little balsamic wasn't bad. No. It kind of tasted like, I don't know, it kind of tasted like the frozen yogurt took on, since it's, you know, more dairy, it took on like a cheese taste. So it, it so it, it felt like I was having balsamic with like you know you know very cold cheese on a salad. Oh, so can't be that bad. It wasn't bad, but you know I had scooped out the balsamic and then I put my chocolate. <laughs> oh, no. 
Uh-huh. How do you feel, Graham? Good, good. You sound good. Good for you. Yeah, so. It's going to be 60 today, right? Yeah, it's going to be warm, yeah. Good, so I can at least walk around all day. Oh, yeah, you'll feel that. You'll walk all that off. Yep, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, it just, when it comes to Friday night, I'm just like, I want to feel comfort. I want to feel good. I want to eat. I want to eat chicken and ice cream in my bed. Wait, so did you see Kelly's, all of Kelly's outfits this week? Uh, wait, she was on with, uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon and, uh, what's her name? She's so popular. They all sang together, the three of them. Oh, yeah, with Megan Trainer and Jimmy Fallon. Right, that, that outfit I like, the white skirt. Me too. Didn't she look gorgeous? Yes, she did. Yes. She looked elegant. Yes. And yes. to be honest, she was always pretty, but she never looked elegant. Right. Now she's looking elegant. She's wearing the right clothes now. She's looking elegant. Say it, say it Graham. She's looking elegant. Elegant. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking elegant. Okay, wait. So let me find you. I'm going to send you, um, look at your phone. I'm going to text you um, the five outfits she wore this week, and you tell me which ones you like the best. I like, I like that one. <laughs> I know, right? Yesterday she looked the best. Yeah. Next week, Cher's going to be on. I know, really? She really could talk to anyone. Right, yeah. Okay, look at the pictures I just sent you. Make sure that that's your favorite one of all the outfits. Okay, wait, hold on. Oh, no. Oh, how come it's not going through? It should be arriving, don't worry. And white one with the skirt. Oh, with the tie, like. Mm, you like that tie look? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
I just wish, I don't know, I like the look, but imagine if the tie were a little bit skinnier. But uh, otherwise, just looking at the shirt, the shirt and the pants fit really nice. Right. See? Mm -hmm. And I love her hair like that, like with the little ponytail and the bangs. Yes. Yes. She looks, just by losing weight, she looks 20 years younger. Uh oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, how old would you say she looks? Uh, I would say maybe 35. Right, and she's 41. Yeah. Because now she's dressing uh, New York style. Exactly. See, look at that. And did you see this news story? Her husband um, stole $3 million from her. Oh, oh, my God. Because, you know, he was her manager. He overcharged her on commission, and he ended up stealing $3 million from her. Wow. And the judge ordered that she ha he has to return it. So he had to pay. He had to write her a check for $3 million. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Nah, she don't need him. No. Nope. Far from it. But isn't it crazy that men do that? Yeah, no, that does happen. Yeah. Well, I don't think a man can ever, ever handle if the woman makes more money. Oh, no. It's a male ego. Yeah. I mean, Taylor Swift's boyfriend was, you know, an actor, but not very famous. And yeah. now we're learning throughout their whole relationship, six years, it's finally coming out. She's finally being honest. He was really controlling and very jealous. What, this new boyfriend? No, the old one. Oh, the old one. The one she was with for six years was this very quiet British actor, very sophisticated. And everyone thought, oh, like they have this private little world. He doesn't want to be public. Well, now she's giving it in, in interviews. She's saying that, you know, he wasn't, he didn't want to be proud of me. He wasn't showing up for me. He was jealous. And of course he was. I mean, do you... He was bringing hot down to his level. Yeah, that's what men do. Men who are threatened will will abuse you or disparage you so that your self-esteem is down there with them. Right, yeah. That's the point of abuse. If you have low self-esteem, you take it out on others so that they're with you. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get people who, I mean, there's, there's this other actor. I don't think you know him, but there he's in court right now because he was in the, the superhero movies. Oh. And he used to be in the Navy. So he's this big, muscly guy. He's in the superhero movies. And his name is Jonathan Majors. And um, his he... He's in a, a lawsuit with his ex-girlfriend. The ex-girlfriend is suing him for battery. And as part of the court case, they're reading text messages. And it's very bad. The text messages show him saying, okay, you have to say that you got the black eye from falling. You drank a little too much and you fell, okay? She said, yes, don't worry. I love you, baby. I'm not going to tell anybody. Why would I tell them it was you? So can you believe... Yes. 
So, and then he said, okay. And then, and then she, you know, has a change of heart and she says, you know, I'm done with this. I can't keep covering for you. You, you could have killed me. He's, and then guess what he does to manipulate her? He says, you tell anyone I'm killing myself. I'm going to kill myself. Guess I'm already going to. It's already a plan. If you ever tell anyone, done. I have the gun in my pocket already. And guilts her into taking back the, and lying again. Is ever worth killing yourself over. Nope. No. And say, I, I would say, you want to kill yourself? Go ahead. Mm hmm. Yeah. But you know, I know from my own experience if a person who's saying they want to kill themselves never actually wants to. No. Because a person who actually wants to just does it. Right. But if you're out there saying it, you're saying it for a different reason. You're saying because you want a little attention. Yes, it's a cry for help. Yeah, yeah, that I know. Or in his case, he was saying it to manipulate her. Okay, you tell on me and I'll kill myself. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I know of a doctor, he helped everybody, but he couldn't help himself and he wound up killing himself. Oh, isn't that crazy? Right, everybody loved him. They went older and talked with him and everything. He listened to all their problems, but he couldn't help his problem. I, don't, I mean, that, that always shocks me. Yeah. Because you really, I'm very surprised when you learn how well people can fake it. Do you think? Yeah, I, do you think when you were divorcing Grandpa and everything, did you get depressed? No, I'm fine. You never? Did you ever suffer with depression in your life? Oh yeah, probably. But I, my mind was always, I got to keep up. I got to, you know, like I, I always walked. I did exercise and also that helped stress. Exercise helps your stress. I agree. And you know what? At the end of the day, what I've learned is there's no, there's nothing that's going to get you out of bed. You just got to get out of bed. Right. Right. Like you, like there's no other way. No, you don't want to get out of bed. No, you cannot. You literally physically cannot, but you have to do it. I say five more minutes and you get out of bed. I can't see just laying in bed. Yeah, you gotta just jump up your body. Right, and say, okay. And see, I get right up and I make my bed. That's what I try to teach. Oh, well, there's nothing like making your bed. Carrie Underwood says she cannot function if she doesn't make her bed. Right. Make my bed? Okay, my house is in order. Yeah. If, yeah. if your bed is made, so is your mind. You know what else they say to do in the morning? See if you can somehow, I don't know how, what you can do, but they say you need to get blood rushed into your head 
So it makes sense to stretch down to your toes and try to touch your toes so that your head goes down and the blood from your body goes into your brain. Yeah, so when you wake up in the morning, five, ten seconds even, just touch your toes. Remember the song that goes, tumble out of bed in the summer of the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, yawning, stretching, yawning, come to life. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when that song came out? Oh, yeah, a long time ago, yeah. Did you go see that movie, 9 to 5? Oh, yes. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Working 9 to 5, what a way to make a living, really yeah. getting by. That's a good song. Yeah, people worked hard when it was nine to five. The old, you know, they didn't get up. You know, they did have what they had to do. You know, I mean, I yeah. was always watching them. Yeah, I mean that's something I can't handle. I can't handle if if a boss is watching over me, micromanaging. I cannot handle that. And it was difficult, especially, I mean, when did that come out, 1970? I think so, yeah. So you were 30 years old, you had three kids. Right. Were you working? Uh, no, not yet. So you were relating to that song as a homemaker, as a home mom. <laughs> nine to five. But you work way longer than nine to five as a mom. Uh, yeah, but I did it. <laughs> what did you used to make for breakfast? What would you make for the kids? Um, they had cold cereal or eggs. It all depends. During the week, it was fit. You had to go to school and everything, you know? But yeah. at the weekend, they had, like, maybe bacon and eggs and all pancakes, French toast, things like that. And so this was the 60s, so you had a TV, right? You woke up on Saturday and you all watched TV? Yeah, they watched... Uh, and did you watch um, Brady Bunch? Oh, yeah, that was at night. <laughs> Do you remember the day of the week that Brady Bunch came on? Uh, I think Thursday. Yeah, they always put the best shows on Thursdays. I don't know why. Friends, Will and Grace, they were always on Thursdays. Grace Anatomy, yeah. I think. No, that was Sunday. And what about I Love Lucy? You remember watching that on TV? Uh, yes, yeah. Do you remember the first time you saw the wine episode when she's in the grapes? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And the fight of Benjamin? Don't go to sleep. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I, well, you know how I can tell it's hot out? I'm, I'm waking up here with my um, winter blanket still, and I'm hot. Yes, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, the sun is out already here. Yeah, you know what, it's going to be a good day. I'm glad I'm able to walk around. Oh, yeah, you're better off. You know why they say walking is so good for you? You're moving your whole body. You're moving your whole body, but what do you especially, what do you swing when you walk? And you know how um, you're a lefty, right? Yeah. I've always loved that you're a lefty. You're one of the few lefties in the family, right? Yes, yes. Well, I think baby James might be. Oh, really? Uh, try to notice, yeah. Wow, what do you notice him doing? I know he uses his left hand more. Wow. Oh, that would be so sweet. Samantha's father is a lefty. Oh, interesting. Okay, so it could be. Yeah. Well, anyway, so you know how if you're a lefty, that means that that's the right side of your brain that's more dominant, right? Yes. And if yes. you're a righty, that means you're left. Uh-huh. That it crosses over. Yeah. It's the opposite side. So walking, when you swing your arms, walking helps the two sides, the two hemispheres of your brain communicate. It's true. And don't get confused and say, now where do I go now? <laughs> but that's why my advice to anyone who's suffering, depressed, low energy, anxious, stressed, is my two, my two pieces of advice. Go for a walk and phone a friend. Yeah, yeah. Get those hemispheres, get those brain hemispheres communicating clearly. Because with clarity of thought, anything is possible. And then phone a friend. Yeah. Your sister should listen to you. I know. I should call her. I really should call her. Yeah, see? See, she doesn't know, you know, she can put your coat on, go for a walk. I know. She doesn't know that you create motivation by actually doing it. You don't create the motivation before you actually do the hard thing. Unfortunately, you need to start doing it first, and you only create the motivation to do it by actually doing it already. Right. And just say, well, put your coat on and, okay, go, go for a five-minute walk. You clear, you're clearing your head, and then you come back. Yeah, and sometimes for me, I need a reward at the end. So I say, okay, go on a five-minute walk to Starbucks and go get yourself a nice drink. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Or lately, I've just been walking into any store and, you know, 7-Eleven. And, you know, they have all these new flavors of things. I always say, okay, you feeling bad? Go try a new flavor of a chip that you never tried before. Yeah. And I bought, I bought these uh, popcorns um, with hot, ch- hot chocolate and marshmallow-flavored popcorn. It was delicious. See? Yeah. Imagine that. You know popcorn? Yeah. But like they make a chocolate flavor? Oh, I, I didn't know. Remember those tins? We need to get some of those tins this year. <laughs> yeah. Which was your favorite out of the three? There was the um there was the more butter popcorn, there was the more orangey popcorn, and then there was the caramel. The caramel, right? Yeah. But then you, I know mine too, but then sometimes you needed those other two. Yeah, but see, uh, that popcorn, I really don't eat that much popcorn because they get 
gets stuck in my throat. <laughs> they do. That, that, you know, the little part of the kernel or something. Yeah, that's true. Popcorn is actually very annoying to eat, and I don't get why we've designated it the, the snack to eat in movie theaters when it's the loudest snack. Yeah. I hear it all. In the movie theater, all you hear is crackling. <laughs> and I always appreciate the people who that you can hear them opening up their bags of candy in the coming attractions. Yeah. Open them during the coming attractions instead of during the movie. Right. Because you know they start during the movie and then they can't get it and it's taking them four minutes. That's the worst. I'd rather just sit and watch a movie. Don't eat anything. That's true. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I did that recently. I saw the Taylor Swift concert movie was so amazing. Oh, good. I was it was in one of those theaters, the AMC with the the lean back chairs, the reclining leather. Yes, yes. So I reclined back my chair. I was basically horizontal like I was in bed, and I was dancing like a snowman. <laughs> I was like a snow angel lying on the ground. <laughs> it was really oh, fun. I think you should go see the Eras Tour movie. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sleeping in a movie. <laughs> What's the last movie you saw in theaters? Star is Born, five years ago. Yeah, a Star is Born, yeah. Did you like that? Yes. Do you remember the song they sing? Uh, yeah, but I forgot the name. Okay, out of these three options, which do you think it is? Do you think it's called Hollow? Do you think it's called Shallow? Or do you think shallow. it's... Yeah, shallow. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Okay. And how does it go? Okay, I'm I'm gonna start and you finish how you think it goes. Ready? In the shallow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't pay attention. <laughs> okay, I like watch every little caption. Let me watch the movie three times and then I'll tell you. <laughs> we uh uh. We went to the movies in Florida. What did you see? That's what we saw. Oh, okay. Five years ago. Yeah. Who's pulling me on that one? Who's calling you? Oh, your mother. All right. Let's hang up. You can call. You can talk to her. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.